All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Real Life Podcast. We got new audio. Pro now. We've got a genuine audio guy He's looking at me right now with a look of concern in his eye because I'm already doing something wrong. Thank you, Jared. Thank you for coming aboard. Not that Nation Dan didn't do a good job, Jay. He's buried in the backyard, though. He's October fasting. He did a good job, but he, he left, and then somebody's come in and usurped him. <laughs> well, Dan, we just threw him to the wolves, the audio wolves, if you will, and he yeah. uh, learned quickly and out of necessity. Yeah. And, and now, so, season starting. Throwing yeah, up. Exactly. Mm. Just like the squad. Travis Dakin's here. Yo. He's doing that thing again like we did last year when he came on the show and we reviewed the year and yelled at each other about Taylor Hall, apparently. <laughs> and then he peed in the trees and I put it on Instagram and threw him under the bus. That is the <laughs> second time your bare ass has been exposed <laughs> to the world. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good. How are you doing? Well, I'm better than you crying on Twitter every 20 seconds about Taylor Hill or whatever his name is. Some guy. God, you're not letting this go. How long is this going to last? How long do we have to put up with this shit online? Um, pretty much until the Oilers stop sucking. You've gotten exponentially more powerful on Twitter in the last <laughs> His 12 power months. Is growing. Because he's just, you know, out there saying you're, you're the spokesman for a generation. I hate the fact that I was so happy that Taylor Hall won the Hart Trophy. That hurts my being you're you're bred to love taylor hall well i don't want to be sitting there going well i told you i was right but you were feel right. good to be right nah, the- how can we say it's right we had a sample size of two seasons one of which taylor <laughs> and his team fucking sucked and one where they just squeaked into the no, playoffs taylor's teams always sucked taylor has never sucked 
that's the problem. We had to make room for a franchise player who couldn't alter the course of the team for a franchise player who can alter the course of a team. What? Lucic? And if Connor <laughs> gives the, the nod and the wink to Taylor Hall getting traded, goodbye, Taylor Hall. My, my ultimate counterpoint to the Taylor Hall trade will always be that you you know that Connor had a sign exactly. off on it. I will also go ahead and say that I heard word on the street is that my beloved Nuge also was aware of the trade. Wow. Where did you hear that? Oh, I got connections, Wanye. I got connections. Well, I know you're on the them. radio more than Katy Perry. I have always said that I understand why Hall was traded. And why are you on Twitter making me feel so bad about the team all the time? <laughs> Fucking hell. He's no longer an oilerman. There'll be He's nights dead. I'll be like online like, mm-hmm, so-and-so just got a such-and-such. And I look over and there's at Travis Dakin with like 88 likes. You know who would have been good tonight? <laughs> Taylor Hall. <laughs> Yeah, I know, David. We traded a guy who won the fucking Art Ross. Because they always say, like, oh, man, we'd just give anything to, to, to get a right-handed defenseman. Well, we'd give anything to do, get a right-handed defenseman. You did. You gave away Taylor Hall and Jordan Eberle. You still need a fucking right-handed defenseman. What's the problem there? When does this end? <laughs> when actually, do you it's put, ending this fucking it's, season. Yeah, actually, like, when are you going to draw the line and be like, Hall's going to get 60 points Man. and New Jersey's going to finish dead last. Honestly, they're going to they're take the heart back that they issued to him last year. So, and hopefully you can finally fucking forgive <laughs> the whole Oilers fandom. I'll never forgive, but I will forget. Perfect. And I will say that, honestly, I had closure when Taylor Hall won the Hart Trophy. And I said, all right, all right, now you know you fucked up. <laughs> Fix it now. I would take any Connor McDavid team over any Taylor Hall team. Absolutely. That's forever and ever. Amen. Uh, including last year's Absolutely. Oilers, which we'll talk about soon enough. Soon enough. Soon enough. But just, you know, I know we're all friends here and we, we invited you on the show purposefully. So you bring the heat. But I swear to you, one of these nights, I'm going to send you a gif of a stabbing motion, which in 2018 <laughs> is some heavy, heavy shit. I'm, I, I'm at peace with it now. I get it understand the Oilers really could use a good left winger and I think the Oilers ceiling has been a lot lowered because of Hall not being there anymore but <laughs> boys okay. can you help police this this year if you see him crying as like, you heard him say he's gonna put it to bed that's I'm, right I'm, on we gotta move on together Dakin we gotta move on together I got I, new shit I'm mad about that's like 10 mads ago oh man how about this $2.5 million nine-foot goalie from the KHL who has the balls to ask for a no-trade? And Shirelli's like, oh, I went to Harvard. Perhaps you see me in Harvard Square. I am an idiot. Here is your no-trade. That was a really weird one for me. What in the fuck? You got to be mad about really that weird. stuff, Dakin. I'm two Fs in, by it, the way, Jay. It's a oh. no-movement clause in, in MC. But yes, two fucks have two. been given by... So, I got two. <laughs> that's an edit right there for Wanye. We can't have a... I've already got a one. The one... That's got to be worse. Cannot be a two. There's another... That's got to be it. Did I say it? throw another one? Yeah. too. Well, I know. Like the last two minutes are gone. All right. So we'll edit Sorry. that whole Jared. segment out. This is... <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, the last, like, 25 seconds. So rig and distilleries, eh? <laughs> they <laughs> really move some units. Mm, oh, forgot we'll, to... we'll talk about them naturally. That's fine. This is, I thought, funny organic content about rig and distilleries. Oh, yeah. Well, let's bring it up. You got to just keep playing. We're, we're working on how to do ads. And it's like, do you have a produced 30-second ad or do you just try and bring up vodka? You know, it's interesting. I have no problem bringing up vodka. It's Tony. I heard you brought vodka much brought as a up. child. Wink. Bag milk. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and the people at Rig Hand are going to be uh, participating in Wincasts, Wanya. They're giving me some brum. Oh, I'm making cocktails oh, on wind nights. That's right. Because 
What do you do when you win? You party. You party. And they want in on the old bag milk, high quality productions. You have done Come more for the beat industry with the bat of an eye than the beat industry could do for 30 years. I agree. It's everywhere now. So you're still going to eat the can of beat, but maybe wash it down with a bit of rum? No. So this is how it's going to work. Loot, losses get the beats. Wins get the brum. Mm-hmm. Good. See, yeah. if positive they win, reinforcement. If exactly. you win, what about ties? Uh, it's not you know. 2003. Yeah, I'll just pour some brum <laughs> in my beats, I guess. So a shootout loss is a loss. Loss is a loss. Is loss, a loss is a loss. Is a loss. Yeah, Absolutely. heavy duty. Heavy duty. There should be an asterisk. I don't think so. To me, a loss is a loss. Or I'm else, a purist. I think a loss is just a win that didn't quite work out. True. <laughs> Participation <laughs> ribbon. We're this close uh, to winning. Place victory. Yeah. Oh, if it weren't for three or four things, we would have won tonight. How many times have we told ourselves that? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, all. if it weren't for the penalty kill in the first period, and then what's his nuts a stick snap, and we win that game. That's the decade of darkness summed up in a few words. I was downstairs building a podcast studio bag, but like, you know how this is going, slow and steady. And I found a like a huge bin of rest in peace decade of darkness hoodies. And I was like, good God. I don't know. We might have called that prematurely. I mean, we didn't. They made the playoffs, so the yes. decade of darkness is definitely over. What is yes. the what was last year? What are we going to refer to that in the annals of history? The aftershock? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The oopsie. Yeah. The ego hangover. Yeah. Definitely ego hangover. So we're in what year three post decade of darkness now? No, what? this would be, yeah. Yeah. The well, third, well, no, because no, last year was the first year. year. One, this is your team, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we're. This was uh, last year was weekend at Bernie's two. two, is what yes. I would say. Unnecessary. Unnecessary. This is a, you ready? Speaking of weekend at Bernie's, I got a little rant here. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm wondering if we're getting weekend at Bernie's with Chirelli. I wonder if Chirelli died and they're just swinging his arms around and he's making trades and giving guys no trade clauses. And they're like, Peter Chirelli's totally still alive. Don't look in this office. No trade clause. That seems like something Chirelli would do. And it's just here like Kevin go. Lowe, monkey army, like with the little marionettes or whatever they're called, right? I'm wondering if we're getting, do you think? I don't even know what he's doing right now. Weekend at Bernie's is a leading conspiracy. I will theory. tell you what he's doing. He is signing Jakob Jervik to a $1 million deal, wanting to release him and put him on waivers for the intent of getting rid of him or termination and turning it into a sixth or potentially fifth round pick. See, there's a positive for you. I was actually shocked. I was actually also what shocked. What do you mean we got a first round? What was, who, who, what was the deal? All right, so let's educate Wanya on what's happening in Oilers fandom. Uh, All right. Talk to so me. this morning at uh, around 9 a.m. Mountain, mm-hmm. Wanya. Mm-hmm. 11 a.m. Eastern. That's right. Jakob Yarobek was traded to the St. Louis Blues for a sixth round pick in 2020. However, Wanya, that sixth turns into a fifth if he plays 50 games for the Blues this year. So they so. might get back that fifth round pick that they gave up for Montoya? Yeah, sure. Sure. Call it square for that. Okay. Little magic bean. So coming back. we get a million in cap relief. That's right. And we turn something that we we're just going to give away to the ether into mm-hmm. a pick that could be the next Henrik Zetterberg. <laughs> so we traded a guy we barely even knew for Zetterberg. Yeah, that's okay. a win. So like that's there's not many checks in the pros to the Chia, you know, list, but that's a check. If they go to Chirelli on opening mark. night up in the press box and he's got sunglasses on and he's just sort of like stock still in his chair and he's going like this, it's weekend of Bernie's man. He's been dead for years. Mm-hmm. It's true. I've heard I, that. I could see Kevin Lowe being like, you know what? It's easier for me to take over with a fake Chirelli marionette than let the word get out. He kicked it. Yeah. Operation Human Shield. Yeah. 
man, I probably wouldn't be that upset if Kevin Lowe tried to stage some sort of coup and bring back some semblance of sanity to the organization. Oh, One time Jay said to me, stop me dead in my tracks. I was making fun of Tambellini on a Tuesday afternoon in the middle of the summer. You know how you do. And he goes, if Tambellini would stayed GM, I bet you we'd be way better because he wouldn't have made any moves. I, I tweeted that. People got real mad about it. Real mad indeed, one year. Perpetual assessment. You honestly believe that, right? Well, at the time. Well, I mean, like, like if Chirelli or Tambellini stayed in charge, it, well, he wouldn't have made a move. 100%, I agree, move. because the one thing that Tambellini did was assess, and that was a negative thing. When they needed to be making moves, he didn't. And then when the others needed to be patient and assess things, they started panicking, making a whole bunch of moves, and that really set them back. They had, we stood by for years while they acquired all sorts of assets and all it needed was just a little bit of time. And Trelli came in and said, no, 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 I'm changing everything. And it was just, all they needed to do was just wait. Well, we've got a window now, right? Like the, the Connor McDavid effect is a thing, right? Where you have to change everything because you have to utilize this tool, an asset as quick as possible. You have three windows with Connor. The first one was the entry level contract. Yeah, f- fuck that up. That one closed. The second window was the main contract through his prime which is right now. you got to start winning stuff. Now's the time. And you can only have the third window if you do something in the second window. His last part of his career to let him retire as a lifelong oiler and legacy and build his Hall of Fame career and win scoring championships and keep going on. And if you don't do good in this window now, you're not going to get this. I know. And so we're at least the positive of that is that, yes, we're in window two, but we're in the first year of an eight-year window. Hey, I love just this. hold on here one look second. at that runway that's so long we got we got we got a couple years we can still wait it's called kicking the can down the street you kick your problems down the street you go i got seven more years of connor Bonk. everybody always says that we got seven more years of connor should be we should have at least seven more years of connor not yes. just seven more years of connor and we're already in year four of connor it goes by fast no no but this is where shit's gonna start happening this is where yeah. me being the delirious yeah, positive yeah, yeah. oilers fan yeah I think we're going to start kicking ass. Let's out. talk more about the future where we're winning cups and stuff like that. So I imagine we that can't I, get ahead of ourselves. We did that once last year and it got us in big well, like five trouble. or six or eight years down the road. I just want to imagine what life's going to be like. Mm. The ice district open. I'll be unbearable. There's oh, a yeah. 40,000 square foot good life fitness or something taking up where the movie theater was going to go because the movie theater pulled out oh. the ice district. Oh, yeah. So you're going to need either 10 rum jungles, which is oh. what you do with an empty movie theater. Oh, I'd go to that. How old is Connor when he wins his first cup, Dakin? How old is he now? 21? Oh, 21. Yeah, 21. So. <laughs> 22. <laughs> Let me answer that with a story. Yeah, with a riddle. <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell a story. I've been, I've been optimistic since Connor came, and I've always said that like, even though that the team isn't as good as, I think they should be a lot better than they good are. Good for you for having the courage of being positive when a 19 and 20-year-old <laughs> wins the scoring title. How do you find it in your heart? <laughs> even after they took Taylor Hall away, I still know that they're going to win you a You said cup. you'd move past this. I know that they're going to win It's not happening. Cup. They're going to win a cup with Connor McDavid. Players like him never not win a cup. Even though Vetch can win a cup, they're always going to win cups. It's going to be, be the shit. Oilers. So when he's going to win his first cup, if you had asked me two years ago, I would have said at 22 he would have won his first cup. Now I'm telling you more like 25. Ooh. Whatever. That means we're four years away from winning a cup. Yeah, it's going to happen. I got to get ice. There's going to be a party. You know what's going to be fantastic is like even this year, he his contract kicks in at 12.5. And it's going to be a fucking steal. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. It's going to be bargain basement Because look what's going on in Toronto right now. Nylander's still not signed. Yeah. Looking for eight or nine, so saith the word on the street. Mm-hmm. Then they've got to do it again with Marner's and Marner and Matthews next summer. 
Man, Connor's deal is going to be a straight bargain, Wanye. Who's so, going to make more than Connor on, on the Leafs, you think? I bet Matthews does. Matthews will, yeah. Because it, it's a victim of... Two it, years it's, later. It's, yeah, it's two years later. The cap's more. It's all based on percentages and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, we were wise to pay the money we did to Connor and for him to take accept the money that we offer because he could have he, he could have asked more. for 15 he could have got there's a lesson yeah. every gm in the league can learn from this bag milk if you have connor mcdavid on your roster sign him long term that's right yeah, that is a lesson that's good gming boys 14 minutes on the nose let's take a break real life podcast back after this have you got holes to dig earth to pack and roads to build then you need to call japa machinery group does your equipment need a service you can't fix stupid but here at japa machinery group we can fix everything else with a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly. Japa Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at japamachinery.com. Japa Machinery Group, join the family. We're back, Real Life Podcast, brought to you by our good friends over at Japa Equipment. Bag milk? Remember when you got to go to Japa Equipment and drive equipment? Man, that was a great day. When are we going to see that content? Like, when's that hit? Chris got it all on his yeah. phone. Yeah, but like when's that get pushed out out on the socials? It has been pushed out. It's been pushed out a little bit. Yeah. What was amazing, Travis, is how bad I was at driving like heavy machinery. I got no business being anywhere near it. They set up these barrels for me to like crush with a big thingy. And I kept missing. Like the bucket. They're like, you're like six feet off. And I'm like, okay, how about now? No, way off. I suck. I've I've, I've learned that one of their pieces of equipment is called a 210. 210. Yep. That's a thing. Yeah. It's a loader okay. or a packer yeah. or a roller, mm-hmm. but it's a 210. 210. I also learned that, uh, you know, you don't just buy amazing equipment from Jappa. It's the service that the follows service. up with it. So Sean Green, one of the proprietors of Jappa, yeah. uh, got a call and up for the weekend for I an heard about this. thing. Yeah. yeah. And he was out. Uh, so like normally he wouldn't come out, but being the good uh, provider of service that Jappa is, Sean's out there early Saturday morning with a sledgehammer, sledgehammering a track off of a, a 210. That's what I found out about 210. And uh, repaired it and got it back in service. And, uh, you know, no no delay in whatever it is they were doing. That's how they do it at Jappa. So I like how we're talking about real work. Like it's a fantasy land of magic. And then Dakin, who's in the patch, is like, yeah, 210, I got it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, a 210 broke and they fixed it? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, this is cute. Crazy I, times. Just nice. a sledgehammer. Yeah. I was honestly, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like in my old career, that's why I used to run all that equipment. So you're talking about stuff. I'm like, yeah. yeah oh, so what is a 210? Oh, I don't know what a 210 is. Damn it. <laughs> I need to Dakin, know. you didn't even have a job, One of the few you? things. I, I know what a loader is. Yes. Whatever one that has a tracks like a tank on it. Sean went in there and lost. sledgehammer. Okay, probably all of them. Could okay. have been a tank. Well, it probably could have been a two ten. And uh, well, they can fit like take a bobcat or a skid steer, and they can fit like different attachments on it, like a jackhammer or whatever, or a drill or anything like that. If that's what you're talking about. Oh, I always I'm, thought driving a bobcat would be so <laughs> sweet because it's just like your little world, and you can have jams on, get some like, tunes on, smoke crystal meth or whatever mm-hmm. people do. Mm-hmm. You can't do that when you're running that equipment. What do you mean? How do you know? You don't know how I could drive on meth. <laughs> could be unbelievable. It's a performance-enhancing drug, man. People could die. You got a short window for that, but yes. I was showing the yeah, that's right. performance-enhancing for like six good weeks yeah. of being super productive, yeah. and then a big come down. Wow, yeah. Wanya's been driving this Packer for three days. This is amazing. I built a whole <laughs> new city out here. There's just like back and forth for like 10 feet. Those Packers have a button on them, and then when the big barrel just vibrates, and if you sit in that all day driving back and yes. forth, you get some swollen balls for sure. I got, I got to drive one of those, and I felt the vibrations. It is very intense. 
Ooh. It's exhilarating Very at intense. first, and then it kind of gets after you just... Yeah, stop, I couldn't do it for eight touching. hours. Well, speaking about swollen balls, should we talk about last year's season <laughs> and do a review? Amazing segue. Good segue. Good segue. <laughs> That's about loaders doing loaders our job, the balls? Dakin, yeah. yeah. This is what we got to do, Dakin. Yeah. We got to do a season review from okay. last year, and then we'll do a break, and then we'll do a season preview of next year. Mm-hmm. And you're an NHL insider, correct? You're friends Taylor with most Hall GMs. Taylor season a, preview. Yeah. Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a... Here's a Look ahead. Here's a spoiler alert. Still don't have Taylor Hall, Dakin. Yeah, baby. Who? <laughs> oh, Ooh. there it is. Lifts up his arm to reveal Taylor Hall tattoo. <laughs> so the Oilers last year, for those of you who were in a medically induced coma, were in prison, or were held captive in some I'm sort jealous of... I'm jealous if you were. We went into the year, season expectations high. We put out a t-shirt, Dakin. Remember the Connor with shades on him? And he had the electronic 8-bit cigarette hanging out? It was a image with glasses on it that may have looked like someone on the Oilers. Yes, oh, yeah, thank I'm goodness our lawyers like are here. Yes. We never sold them, but you're right. That's right. We never did sell them. There's a lot of them downstairs if you want one <laughs> that didn't go to plan. Oh, we drank the Kool-Aid just like they did. Oh, and the Oilers went 36-40-6 in the 2017-18 NHL season. And they swept the preseason, and they came out like gangbusters and destroyed the Flames in the first game. and Like systematically yeah, it was destroyed just, It was a complete schooling like the flames had not there wasn't even there wasn't even a like a um is the term a chink in the armor oh dear <laughs> but is that what it's called isn't it called a chink in the armor oh i don't oh, i yeah, don't know if I, you can I, say I, that i believe that's I, the term i yeah, think it is it like is, a dent is. or a yeah nice. like there was that we yeah. showed no, no signs Some, a weakness in the armor there yeah. was no weakness 2018 weakness in the armor Did, yeah and you know what that might have been the worst thing that could have happened to the oilers because they started the preseason they won every game and Are you then, with me that preseason's the new playoffs? Uh, you got oh, man, your high hopes, bummer. right? It doesn't <laughs> have to be forever, just for bummer. now. I love the preseason. I'm not mad at anybody yet. All my kooky theories about so-and-so might make the roster are still legit. You go to preseason games, you're just happy to be back. Everybody, hey, how you doing, Gene? How you doing, Tony? Every year during the decade, it would just the season would finish so miserably, and it didn't matter. Every time the preseason yeah, started, they were awesome. Like, it's going to be great, this but they year. were awesome. I mean, the Oilers in all those bad years were great in the preseason. But let's and, and we're getting ahead of ourselves. But let's be serious. This preseason, this preseason has been awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's our playoffs. Well, we got one loss this year, and last year there was no losses. And then they came out in the like I said, the first game, and then I think the Oilers got they had all that hype. Everybody's picking them to win the cup that year, and then they won that first game. Like, oh yeah, this is fucking easy. We got this. And then it was just like. Perfect. Let's I ta- see, let's talk about that. I see a chip on the shoulder this year that did not exist last year, though. Yeah. Well, well now they got something to prove. You got to re-earn mm-hmm. it again. Yeah. You got to show everybody. Because yeah. now people are saying, like today, they came out and said the Oilers are projected to be seventeenth or something, and it's yeah. like, but it's the same team. Why seventeenth? Which I think is bullshit. It's not the same team. We have long-haired Connor. Oh yeah, long-haired Connor. That's at least a boost by twenty points, I yeah. reckon. But let's bring it back to the review and talk about the season that was, and then we'll talk about. So we got a few Connor's we, sexy yeah, looks. Yeah, we, we did our prep work. Taken we're pro now. Jared's hair, <laughs> audio, pro. Preparatory work, pro. Sorry, I just got lost in about Connor's hair for a minute. Oh. Mm-hmm. We got five. We had some reasons here why the Oilers perhaps didn't live up to expectations of winning the Stanley Cup. I don't remember going to the Stanley mm-hmm. Cup yesterday, last season. That probably tells me that they missed it. Did you go to the Stanley Cup playoffs last year? No. Okay, so why didn't we go? The first quarter, remember how everybody was sick? Connor had like some weird illness that kept him a point a game player which is far below his output he was getting every illness he had like strep throat mono the flu yeah, a pneumonia. bunch of shit 
Yeah. But I read he, a thing. He said he didn't even know what he had. He's like, I don't know what I had. Yeah. I just had it. He lost about 30 pounds, which is, yeah. you know, looking at him is pretty surprising, but still was able to perform at a point of game during yeah. that time, which is even more amazing. That didn't start things off well. And it's, I mean, this NHL, if you're at the quarter pole mark and you're screwed, it's really hard to get back. I remember Brantley telling us that last year. And I was like, shut up, Brantley. You don't even know anything. Wait till Connor gets 400 points and Milan Lucic gets 80 points. The penalty kill, best in the NHL on the road, 86.7%. And at home, an all-time historical low of 65.6%. So bad, even teams that used to have Eaton's catalogs for shin pads back in the Montreal Maroons era never did it that badly. Pretty much every other time they had a PK, they were getting scored on. How do you have it be the best in the NHL on the road? And the worst since they started recording history. Just for a little context, that was in 1933-34, one year they started recording those numbers. And wow. it took until 2018 for the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club LLC Corporation to beat that record of futility. Pretty amazing, really. It doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But and it's incredible. And when you're looking at a note, oh, oh, easy, easy. Jared can't fix it if you smoke the mic with your hand. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> Never left. Just smoke. Okay. What were we talking about? <laughs> 1933, 34 oh, yeah, was yeah. when they started record keeping. So how can you, 1933, 34, how does it take 80 years mm. for that record? Think how bad players were relative to players now in they 1934. They could barely skate. They didn't even have skates on them. There were sure ashtrays on top of the net so the goalies could smoke during exactly. the play. <laughs> I have this photo in my house taken of like the old Edmonton Thistle Arena. It's like the original before the Edmonton Gardens, which so Rexall Place. Then there was the Edmonton Gardens. Before that was Thistle Rink, and it was where the pro team played. It's a cool shot, and there's like all these ads for it's in the same location. Like no, I don't know where I was. I think it was over by by the Great Nuns or something, but whatever. It's this old ass like curved dome roof, and the referees for the game are standing on the back of the nets. They're wearing like the gold judges. The gold judges. Sorry, yeah. yeah. The gold judges are standing on the back of the net with like a trench coat on. Like talking to the goalie and they're like, yeah, yeah. They look down, the puck went in. Good thing nobody could raise the puck back then. Oh, yeah. Imagine there Different were goal times. judges on the back of the nets now. They'd be dead. Man, that'd be awesome. Yeah. The league would be way more entertaining, I feel. Oh, man. You'd have so much more to, there's a lot on the line when any shot goes towards the net. I like it. We had a former WHL referee, linesman. Mm-hmm. Referee. Referee? Was he? No, he's linesman. No, linesman. Oh, yeah, I was yeah, here yeah. last week. A linesman. Yeah, that's right. You missed it. He was talking about getting a Chara clapper to the head in junior. Took one right to the dome. Just erased his memory. Conk if you're standing on the back of the net, months. yeah, you're the goal judge. Hey, you want to be the goal judge today? You have to stand on the back of the net in the HL game. Aw. One shot and you're dead. That was Chara at 16 too, so. Yeah. I always wish that I was the goal judge. I thought that'd be an awesome job. To sit in the cage, the little light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do yeah. they still have a guy sitting back there now? Like they have no, the red light uh, come on. No, I don't think they do they have a light come on. I know I would miss all the goals. I would, I would like forget to flick the light on I'd or be, be too excited. And you go real yeah, quick. I'm cheering and like, yeah, yeah. like it's not, I'd be the worst and goal. Debris judge is like pelting your little goal judge. Cage. I'm assuming I could also consume alcohol. Like I'm at a game. <laughs> sure. Judge, right? be, I think it'd be like the guy who drives around collecting golf balls. It'd be great. You're in your little cage. People are zinging things at you. It's like driving around a bobcat. Exactly. So what we've learned or a is skid that steer the, as Chapel likes to call that's them. Right. And they'll service no matter where you are. <laughs> so goal judges are on meth. As we learned from the uh, Bobcat. So I'm going to go through a systematic rundown of why I think the Oilers had a bad year last year. Hit me. Okay. So we've talked about the Connor illness situation. Yeah. He had everything under the sun for a three-month period. Still produced a point of the game, and we still sucked. What was happening around, around the supporting cast is we had Talbot, 
who took a step back last year, who led in 14 I believe it was goals 14, on the first shot of the game. 14 first shot goals. And Dakin, you were ranting us because he has twins. And then Jay said, well, is he the only player in the history of the NHL to have kids? But like twins, you think would be extra difficult when well, they're one yeah, year old? Yeah, I mean, how many, goal, how many starting goalies have twins in their career like that? You know, I mean, he might be one of the first ones, you know, like it's. He could be the unicorn. It could be. All I know is, like, I got kids myself. And You're the only one sitting at this table that has kids they know about. Yeah, and I'm telling <laughs> you right now, like, you cannot be getting full night's sleep and be mentally prepared all the time to be a professional hockey player with that much, like, especially a starting goalie on a team like that, and be just ready to go all the time because those kids are drain you. I don't care if somebody's taking care of them, getting up, your wife's getting up or whatever in the middle of the night, and some, you don't have to get up. But when those kids are up crying, you're up anyway too, and it's messing you up. There's got to be a way, because like I said. Second house. Talbot, exactly. Mm-hmm. Soundproof room to That's sleep right. in. Players have to, like I said, Talbot's not the the pioneer of having a child no, in and the I NHL. Think, and I think that's why he'll be better this year, because you got it takes time. You, when you're a new parent, usually with parents, they get like the one kid, and then you learn, and by the second kid, you're great. You got it. So are you willing to say the babies are the reason why he let first in, 14 first shots in? Is that a direct correlation? He let in 14 first shots of the game. It was like yeah. 14 or 15. It was, yeah. like something. Like it was an obscene amount. It was ridiculous. It was an obscene amount. And it just, it would just, def- it, would de- it deflated Well, imagine everyone. after like game six, you're like, I can't let any more first and shots in. And they fucking were all the same it thing. It becomes a thing. He goes down and they go over the shoulders. Yep. Like that's where Lee's Koskinen, and like if he goes down at his knees, he's, he's still, still like eight than. feet above the net. So, but like, there was all the same stuff. And I'm like, oh my God. No, I, I really, I really do. I know like, Gregor disagreed with me on that, but I really believe it. Like it's it's a huge factor. I'm not saying, oh, he's not a professional, he can't handle it. I'm saying any natural, like a human being dealing with kids, it's a tough thing to do. I'll, I'll I'll take a sip of that Kool-Aid. I won't drink the whole glass. Hey man, what else do you want to say? You just started sucking? I don't think so. I think he's a good goalie. I think I think there's more to it. So I I, I agree. I think he's a good goalie. I'm not here to shit on Talbot. I think the year before we played him. Like way too much. Yeah, for sure. We leaned on him too much. So there's a fatigue there. Did he played like 74 games or something? Yeah. 73, I believe. <laughs> yeah, he played all the games, had all the babies in the same season. It was paying the effects of that going into last. So I want to chalk it up to those two things. But he also took a step back in some way, shape, or form, or he let it get to his head, similar to how Lucic started the season, which is one of the reasons hot and then shit the bed the last 40 games or whatever it was. What else is on your list of the reason thing went awry? Well, we have the. Dry sidle mystery concussion. <laughs> we, you know, there's, ru- there's rumors galore in uh, in the nation as to what happened, but you know, everybody there was knows that, a guy that knows a guy. There, too, everyone knows a guy knows a guy that was at this place or that place or saw it. It was my sister, it was my girlfriend, it was my boyfriend. It was this. He fell down the stairs. It was, it was <laughs> Jay a, is a boyfriend. It was a myriad of things, but. You know, and people try to pinpoint it back to that game that it was like game two or three when they played Winnipeg, and Drysaddle got the open ice hit. He got the oh, yeah. open ice hit in the right shoulder and came to, came to the ice the next day with a left black eye. And then all of a sudden, he has a black eye, even though there was no hit to the head. He hit him so hard, his eye switched. Yeah, so he he, he must have had a bad sleep that night. Dang, because he has twins. So we have the mysterious concussion, which co- might cause some mysterious drama in the room or some rehabilitation required. On my list here, number five says dressing room drama, question mark? Because it's yeah. unsubstantiated. So... It's something did happen though, where all of a sudden, happened. how they looked one game versus how they looked the next game, chemistry wise. Chemistry wise, like you can even see when, like when, when like players are like hugging each other, it's like they didn't care yeah. about one another. Yeah, like it's like 
Yeah, so there, there, there is something there. Halloween is canceled in 2018. I've, yeah, exactly. I've heard like 48 stories as to what happened. You guys pick the one you like and stick with it. The Talbot had twins. The Talbot yeah. had twins. Yeah, dry Those Kids twins. went to the Halloween party. Yeah. Well, Talbot's <laughs> twins knocked out dry saddle. <laughs> they stood on each other's shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Talbot was sleep deprived because the twins mm-hmm. knocked out Talbot, taking out his anger oh. against... The twins walked past a sleep-deprived Talbot at the Halloween party on each other's shoulders in a trench coat. Talbot didn't notice his own kids walk by. Then they sucker-punched Dreisaitl right in the eye. Dreisaitl dressed up as Talbot's twins. Yeah. Went to the party. That's what I heard. was just like, I need, like, (laughs) I was trying to escape you guys. And then he knocked one of the twins out, which happened to be the one that was filled with Dreisaitl's face. This could be exactly what happened, Dagan. Thank well, God you came out here with some facts. They're all uh, friends on Instagram again now. So oh yeah, it's, it, it's and there's good. content galore. It, call, call it fake news or what, but just try to try to keep it tight. We need to keep that room back together because a strong yeah. room makes a strong team. Speaking of a strong room, strong team, our boy Milan Lucic, who was given probably as much money as Justin Timberlake made as a member of NSYNC, just he was given that much that money to come in here and swag us out. Mm. Mm. So much one, go- one goal, 46 games. Swag. Swag. After starting like pretty good. Yeah, he was on a 60-point pace. He was on Christmas. a good clip. There, you know, we don't have to talk about this one too much because we've talked about it so much. We were Lucic Nation there for a couple of, yeah, couple of months in the summer. Uh, so we just need the big man to show up this year. I wrote a open letter to me. I saw Lucic. that. It was emotional. You got me jacked up by that. Did dude. I? It was yeah. really good. Exactly. I, yeah. Like I, that's the luch we wanted. Here's the thing. He's there in there somewhere in that frame underneath if, all the money. If there are going to be times where he does not score, which is going to happen to every player, everybody, you could still be, well, except Connor, of course, you could still be a menace. You can still be the guy that ran over Ryan Miller and then stood there like a fucking oh, gladiator. How awesome. Ready to rip people's heads of off. From their shoulders. Yes. You can be the guy who put Van Rin from the Leafs into the stands. You can be that guy without the score. Or the guy that destroyed Austin Watson behind the net. That's Austin what I'm talking Watson. About. That's not a player. It's like I said in the article. That specific one against Nashville, that hit, the game time goal, all of that, that would be the clip I would replay in his brain. Oh, yeah. Should I be allowed in there? The minute he made that hit, I said to I was whoever was watching the game with him, like, Lucic is scoring tonight. Like the guy is on. He is now activated. The beast is ready to rock. That's exactly it. He just needs that switch clip flip. But it's and and, and, and he goes he, like I've I've seen him talk. Like he says he likes fighting. He's and, and not a lot of guys are gonna fight Lucic because he is a mutant. But uh I think like, he's he's just gotta impose that tough game. That physicality will lead to points because then he's on. Then he's in, he's engaged. So we just need that back this year. But anyways, that's to talk about for the upcoming season. We're going to talk about that, and more, I'm going to slide a break in here. Ooh, well, we got two more things to bring up before we slide a break. Well, okay, and we got some editing. I'm at my stopwatch. Yeah, but we got some oh, editing to do. I allowed for injury time stop. on here. I allowed oh, for injury okay. time. Continue. Well, we got Go two more things that we need to talk about. Uh, one was, well, I'll finish with that one. Clef and Larson took a step back. Yeah, Clef was playing with a. Sh- Busted shoulder all year. My concern, Jay, tell me what you think about this. Is he a porcelain god who looks chiseled but is often cracked? He could be. He he, he wears and tears a little bit easier than others. Remember when he was it the playoffs? He took a game off. Yeah, yeah. game six. Yeah, and everybody was so mad. And then Griffin yeah. Reinhardt saved the day. Big cat comes in. Oh, Griffin Reinhardt. We shouldn't have given up on him. Said Just passed through waivers. Attention. Did he? Yeah, uh, he's, yeah. He, he gone. He gone. And then we had Larson also last year yep. who had a tough season. He had his father who passed away Horrible. midway through the season, so that was tough to bounce back from. But, 
you know, you they're looking good in preseason, but once again, things to talk about in the in in the next segment. But the last thing and the most important, I think, of all of this that probably led to a lot of this is everyone drank the Kool Aid on thinking they were going to win the cup. Yeah. Oh man, they thought they thought it, it was they thought too. it was an entitlement and didn't want didn't put the the equal amount of work in to go and get that result. That's why I'm a big fan of the lowered expectations. This Love year. it. Big fan of that. It's, it's like the Caps going into this playoffs, like their last year's playoffs. Even though they won their division, everyone wrote them off to be gone and not even have a chance. And then they that, they needed that monkey off their back to like break through. In the last 10 years, this is the worst Caps team they've ever had. Like everybody said that. This is yeah. the least likely team to win the Cup, and then they did. So. Yeah. That, that's what brought them together. So hopefully now we got like the Vegas effect in Edmonton where they're like, Okay, like we've been slapped around, like we have to come together and play for each other. Well, that's why I said, like last year, having that first game against Calgary was so bad because they just thought it was going to be a cakewalk. Oh. And that's why I like the fact that they've already got a loss this year in the preseason, even though it was uh, the AHL roster. But they are already knowing that it's not going to be easy. You're just going to have to, like, like the Winnipeg Jets are going to be a good team. You've got to be better. Yeah. I can't remember which game I watched, but they're interviewing Lucic. We're streaming it. And they're like, how are these games for you guys? He's like, they're just huge. I'm like, oh, he's already lying at a mid-regular pre- mid season pace. Right? How are these preseason games for you? They're massive. Well, they've been showing. I think Set the tone. You know, I think the Oilers showed some good character in the last two preseason games. Uh, you know, where they didn't start off playing their best, but they found a way to win. Yeah. I think it's good for the team, quite honestly, to go on a trip to Europe. I was just going to say, I really like this in team, terms building, of team building. They're walking around Germany. The Nuge has a jacket on. It's great. I love, I love it. I'm scared about the following two and a half weeks after when they have to go through the gauntlet of the East. Yeah, yeah they got a tough schedule when they get back. I think they do a little uh, turn of the East Coast and then come back home not until the 18th. So they're yeah. they're away for a while. If, if they if they come out a 500 or above, they're They've built a foundation for a fantastic season. What do you think about seasons where they have like the outdoor game or going to Europe? Do you, do you believe in the hangover theory of like, remember with the, the outdoor classic, the Heritage Classic? They were killing it. They went into it and they had the big hangover. Well, we we went to the playoffs the year we had an outdoor game. It's true. Mm-hmm. And that game in Winnipeg was awesome. Unreal. That was a highlight of the last 10 Unreal. years. Unreal. It's very rare the Oilers have provided me such a amazing opportunity to Get bring that. my fandom with me on the road and be able to flash it before everyone because they won we got a mark letestu chant going at the pint in winnipeg exactly that's good living that is fantastic living i saw the kid remember how there was the dad and the kid that came on the trip to winnipeg Yeah, from Yellowknife. yeah i saw him the other day oh wow i was at uh the rec room you know you do dakin throwing axes at walls whatever the hell people do playing giant games at galaga and this guy walks up to me he's like hey do you remember me like I do not. I apologize. I was drunk whenever we met, and I'm drunk now, probably. He was like, yeah, I'm the guy who came to the game. Like, from Yellowknife with your dad, he's just there rolling around. He's like, that's the best Oilers game I've been to, I think, ever. So those guys came to our season opener party. From Yellowknife. From Yellowknife to try and win the trip and won the trip. Good for them. That's I know. it's it, You can make awesome. a movie about it, and that's for another day. <laughs> you can make a movie. As we get more and more into video, we might do that. Dreams yeah. do come true. A nation short. That guy was jacked to be there. Oh, who wouldn't be? And there was the two guys that drove out there, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Through the night, they drove to get to the party. I think what all really brought it together, too, was the two-hour sun delay, oh. which oh, really geez. let us get good and great. There's nothing the to do with drink. God, because of the sun delay, they ran up, like, drank the stadium out of booze. Oh, yeah. We saw them bringing in like a shipment of booze with like 
guys with RoboCop-sized guns protecting it from all the drunk zombies that were trying to attack it yeah. and get drunker. I knew it was going to be a great day. I was wearing an Oilers onesie. I walked right into the stadium. First two people I saw were Mac T and Bucky, yeah. and I just went up there and started drinking with them. It's great. Got That's a photo it. with them. Onesie swag, man. Let's. Can we take a break now? I, I, th- I th- yeah, I, you know, okay. if you're going to go one minute over, you may as well go 10. That's so I think we got me. 10. Yeah, that's good. I just worry Yukon Jack's listening and he texts me all the time. As long as the content is good. You got to hit your brakes, Wanye. We I'll say new phone, who dis? <laughs> We'll take a break. Real life podcast back after this. Sumojerky.com. You've been through the gas station. You've seen all the flavors, teriyaki, black pepper, maybe extra hot, sweet chili. That's about as exotic as it gets. But if you subscribe to Sumo Jerky at sumojerky.com, check them out online, enter your preferences. They source out the finest small batch handcrafted ma and pa jerky from all over the world. They have all your favorite flavors, but it's high-quality, handcrafted versions of your favorite flavors, and they get exotic as well. Exotic jerky from exotic animals, or play it straight and stick with beef. Enter your preferences at sumojerky.com. It shows up once a month. Deliver it as a gift if you like. Have it sent to your work for a little pick-me-up during the day. Sumojerky.com. Follow them on Instagram at sumojerky for pictures of their meat. Or sign up for the service yourself, sumojerky.com. Once a month, meat delivered right to your door. It's the home delivery service you didn't realize you need until it started showing up. My favorite day of the month is Sumo Jerky Delivery Day. Sumojerky.com to get started. Real Life Podcast, and we're back. Brought to you by sumojerky.com. Delicious. We Did just... we get our shipment email yet, Wanye? It's on its way. Fuck yeah. I got the email. It mm. says the taste is on its way this month. What? Treasures could it hold? Oh, I'm so excited. Do you know what sumo jerky is, Dakin? I do. I was hoping I'd show up today and there'd be a shipment, but... Well, you got to time it right, man. It's, it's, all, about time, it's all about timing with the sumo jerky, because if you got here today to record this podcast, if we had received it yesterday, you pretend it wasn't a Sunday yesterday, it'd be gone. Yeah. We'd yeah. be talking no about chance. nothing but beef jerky. Yeah. Yeah. I do enjoy the jerky. Well, I'll tell you what, get yourself a subscription to sumo jerky, get three kinds sent to your door, and it sounds like you're going to run out of jerky brands there's so many men they do all this research to find them what's good it's delicious it's it's a delicious treat bag milk would you agree i can't wait to see what dethrones the bloody mary jerky from last month Ooh, that is can it be done bespoke it holds a special place well granted we this is the day after the nation golf tournament so we're all a little delicate and the best thing to have when you're hungover is a caesar and there's this beautifully well it was bloody mary jerky but it tasted like a seizure to me it was unreal very nice it was medicinal oh it was tremendous so it was it was a situation of the fact that we were in a certain circumstance and the jerky would happen to be there of that flavor so it was like a perfect storm of delicious jerky it was like a water fountain in the desert travis now that's an ad dakin (laughs) that is an ad my friend I don't even like Caesars, but now I just want to eat a this Bloody Mary jerky. Now. You, just want to well, smash you guys sold me. You sold me. Speaking of Caesars, uh, at our party this upcoming Saturday for the season launch party, we're going to have Nation Vodka there for the Caesars. Delicious. Which is sold out, by the way, Jay. Sold out. Sold Nation out. Vodka? The party. The party. Ah. Brunch party is a big hit, Wanye. People are getting day yeah. drunk. Yeah. There aren't too many probably more so than Probably more so than night drunk now. Maybe that's the new world we live in. Day drunk, the new night drunk? Yeah, I think so. I'm a big fan of the day drunk, um, especially having to get up early in the mornings all the time. And hangovers suck. If you can shut her down by 8, 9 o'clock, that's perfect. Yeah, sleep is a big part of a hangover cure, yeah. I'm looking forward to being home in time for dinner. 
good and greased. Go home, eat some dinner. It's going to be great. A little bit of a glow on, super happy. Why not? Yeah. Hell yeah. Early bedtime. Good night. It'll be great. Fantastic. What is happening? You Arguably, guys used to be street. Oh, it's street. Oh, it's street. Don't think I'm not going to get real drunk during the day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't, it's you don't, not, just because it's a day drunk doesn't mean you can't get, like, fucked up. It just... I think, yeah, I think you I think you put the foot down on the gas even more during the day. I think so. You're yeah. in the daylight. You're wandering around, a little bit tipsy. People are going about their lives. True. Living. It's good times. I'm looking forward to it. Saturday, Pint Downtown. You should come. Oh, you can't. It's sold out. Sorry. You waited. Sorry, you all eight listeners of Real Life Podcast. All eight of them bought tickets, I'm sure, Wanye. I on Twitter this week said, Hey, if you listen to the show, let me know. And a bunch of liars came out of the woodwork and claimed to, and I respect the fact that they would lie, but I didn't respond to that. And I listened. So you don't listen. It is. He, he does. Travis and I, we have a conversation regularly and it's always a couple of days later that Travis ends up listening to it. But then I have to try and think back to what we were talking about. I usually listen to it when I'm at work. I'll be at the gym or something. Sometimes you guys say some funny stuff. Ooh la la, the and gym. I'll try to lift something or whatever, and I laugh, and it's very dangerous. Yeah. But the problem is because I know you guys so well. When you guys are talking in my earbuds while I'm doing something, I feel like I'm just with you right now, and I try to respond to it like you're there with me right now, and it's a conversation you had two days ago, and it's a real problem. <laughs> one of our 12 listeners, and I won't name him because I don't want to throw him under the there. bus, he listens to the podcast with his newborn son. Okay. On speakers while he's He must fussing. be a terrible goalie at the moment. Well, he says sometimes we start yelling and he's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Like my kid's about to sleep. He's like, then it gets super quiet. And he has to turn his speakers up and then we start yelling again. Shut up, uh, shut up. Yes. And we've woken his infant son up a few times. <laughs> I like the idea that right, it is our audio. I like goes, the idea that we're raising babies. Well, he said, can you, can you keep the audio more <laughs> consistent? I said, shut up. That's showbiz, baby. Get out of the way if you don't like it. If you don't like having to adjust your volume 14 times a minute. You don't want to be one of our 12 listeners. But Jared's over there, the new audio genius. He's like, I bet you we're not going to do that anymore, Wanya. I bet you we're going to smooth it all out with compression technology or something. What I want to do, boys, I want to look ahead. I want to rapid fire. Dakin, you're going to have to make a little switch here mentally. We're going to have to be positive for a moment. I want to rapid fire why the Oilers are going to be better this year than last year, because I think we can all agree they're going to win the Stanley Cup. And if you can't, Dakin, you're not allowed to talk, and Jared's going to make you go away on the audio. Just turn your mic right down. Turn yeah. you right down to O. Yeah. <laughs> Rapid fire, round table. Let's start naming reasons why. I'll go first. Connor's going to get 140 points this season. I said it. 140. Wow. I love that. I, he I could. Put, I put, I, well, he definitely could. I have the over under at uh, 125. Over. 140. Perfect. I'll take the under just because I said 120. You would bet against Connor McDavid? Never. I would happily be wrong. Yeah. Happily. Bacon, over under? Uh, Connor's playing with Nuge. Going to play for them for the full year this year. And Connor, in his three years, hasn't had that quality of line mate. And Ty Ratty, who I don't know if you know, he is unbelievable. He's just there for the ride, but he's got Nuge with him. And he's had, Connor's had Maroon and Lucic, but he's never had that quality of line mate for consistently. I know he had dry sidle a lot and stuff, but Nuge is so underrated. And I think those two are going to complement each other. And yeah, Connor's going to score 130 and Nuge is going to get 90. Yes, because okay, that was, that was a question I want to ask you because I love the Nuge. Everyone loves Connor, right? Like, like you can't say, like, who's your favorite? Like, Connor's like the default answer, but like, who's your favorite oiler, Jay? Connor it is David. the Nuge. See, when I was growing up, everybody loved Gretzky. My favorite player was Curry. Yeah, we all, we all default love Gretzky. We all default love Connor. He's the best. He is the best. Nuge is my guy. Yeah, so you think 90 points for Nuge? Oh, 80, 90 points, sure. Yeah, I'm thinking... full I'm, year, absolutely. Yeah, I'm thinking 92. I'd like to welcome you all to the Nuge bandwagon, which mm. I've been running since 2011. 
Yes. Thank oh, you. The minute we drafted him, I bought a jersey. I've got an old, white, heavily worn, heavily stained nude jersey. I also remember you drunkenly bursting through the front door of the manor going, I got this nude photo signed. We can retire with this value. That's right. Got it on the wall. Hangs on the wall, man. I'm going to piggyback on what Travis said about Nuge and Connor. There are very few players on the roster that can make Connor McDavid better. Ty Ratty can. Well, of course, but Ty Ratty is the answer. Nuge is one of those guys that can make Connor better because they think alike. Yeah. He knows where to be. Mm -hmm. Well, we have to give Ratty some respect here. Yes, he's amazing. He... He is the answer to this line. He is the piece that is the complimentary piece that is needed. Because here's the thing with Ty Ratty. He was was a elite level junior player. Scored at every level. Dominated the yep. dub. Dominated. So he's got a mind for offense. I'm not saying he's the fastest. I'm not saying f- fastest skater in the world or the well, obviously is skilled, but He's gonna know he can he he's gonna know where to be for those two guys that think it's such a cerebral level of the game and Connor who skates at such a, a well the Connor level that he'll know where to be and he's gonna get he's just gonna ride their wake and I bet you he gets sixty points. I don't think you need to be the fastest player in the league to have the fastest shot or go top cheddar or do whatever. I think you have to have chemistry. Well, chemistry yeah. and he has that chemistry for whatever reason the sprinkle dust of Angel. Yeah. He knows where to, he knows how to fit into that line. He's yeah. and he's got finish because he was that elite scorer. He thinks offense. Yeah. So and what Connor does thirty times a game is he does these crazy rushes and he always puts the puck into scoring areas and they just go floating through and untouched by an oiler. Raddy's gonna be the guy to clean that up. I also liked Raddy did an interview post one of the preseason games and they kind of asked what, what what do you attribute your success to yeah. on this line and he's just like you know what I just get the puck to the other two and I go get open perfect perfect amen here's sixty points don't try and three million dollars exactly. don't complicate it you're playing with Connor McDavid and Ryan Nugent Hopkins put your stick down and go those two together are sex on ice oh my god Chris Kunitz made a lot of money by knowing how to play with Crosby Ty Raddy has the same opportunity yeah John Leclerc man. What do you mean? John, John LeClaire was good on his John LeClaire was fantastic. Yeah. Was he, he was beefy. He was sick. I thought he, oh, yeah. Didn't, wasn't he only good when he played with the big guns in Pittsburgh? He was on the Legion of Doom line, but oh, sorry, yeah, I yeah. don't think it was all Lindros. Mm. I think he was, because he was a thick, heavy dude as well. Fuck that Legion of Doom line. That was something else. Dakin, stay on topic. <laughs> you <laughs> haven't spoken three minutes. Dakin still Here's another reason why the Oilers will be better next year. Go ahead. I don't see Milan Lucic having as bad a year last year as he, or this year as he did last year. I think he's coming in with a chip on his shoulder, and guys like that play well when they got something to prove. So Lucic isn't as bad as he looked in the last half of last year. He's a decent hockey player, but they've miscast him all the time when you try to put him with Connor. Going back to talking like what you were just saying about matching up with Connor, Raddy is one of those guys that can do it. Lucic has been forced playing with Connor, and just sometimes it doesn't work. Yeah. Sometimes the game does not gel together, and it's made Lucic look worse than he is. Connor is just so damn fast, so quick, and looks like makes Lucic look like he's out there hacking up the puck and chopping it to bits all the time. And really, it forces him to try to do things that he yeah. just can't do. Take him off the line right off the bat, and saying you're not going to be on Connor's line. You're going to be down here with Drysaddle or whatever. And you take away that pressure, and he can just go back to playing his regular game, get amped up occasionally with the big hit or whatever, and he's not going to be the guy. And that's going to be better for him. And yeah, he'll go back to being that 50-point guy, which is all you can expect from him. So, and I totally agree uh, about there is a hockey player there, and he will have a better year. But 
my preseason observations so far uh, would be for Luch need, needs to get off the dry side of line. I think for the dry side of line to be good, Luch can't be on it. So you're putting Reader there instead? I think you have to. And who else? So that would be Yam dry side of Yeah, Yam and Reader. So Yamamoto, Reader, and or Puliarvi. Dry saddle in the middle, so that'd be yeah. some semblance of that. Would be your second line. Yeah, that's where you're. I just I I I because I, I haven't seen them gel yet. I would like to see our uh, Puliarvi up with dry saddle for sure. Yeah, and I think a good line would be Strom and and Lucic and uh, either Yamamoto or Puliarvi. Puliarvi, whoever is going to be yeah. the second or third line guy. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just I, I have I haven't seen it yet. I don't see that chemistry yet with him. And also, there's also the the dry sidle is a late starter theory that you hear, or he'll even say that he is. So maybe that's why. I don't know. Guys have a tough time getting motivated for the preseason. We yeah, know you got. Well, and Lucic said they're huge games. <laughs> huge. But I, I I think they should start the season together. I think Lucic is going to get dry. the second line bump. No matter what, yeah. at least to start because yeah. of you know who he is. It's 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 his assignment to lose. Yeah, I mean, there's no they're going to do everything they can to make to justify that contract. That's just the way it is. That's the nature of the beast. He's yeah. got to score his fifty points, or they just look bad. They're not going to do. Well, that. let's back up for a second. Let's say just as an example, and I'm not saying that I know anything, though I've kind of heard something that Lucic does want to get out of town. Now, didn't. Weekend at Bernie's Chirelli tell everybody this at the season ticket holder party? Well, there was a uh, certain secret media lunch that they had that maybe that came out that nobody's supposed to know about because he asked everybody to keep it quiet. But we're going <laughs> to tell our eight listeners here that, yeah, yes, okay. that happened. This is not a big town. These things get out. Yeah. If he wants out, the best way to make that happen is to go be a fucking menace. Play your way out. Yeah. Because last year, there was no reason to trade him because whatever was coming back was not going to be good. But then there's the catch. When he gets good again, would they dare trade him if they need him? They wanted him so bad. We wanted a Lucic for since Lucic existed. But now we have him. the we have the new Vo Lucic because like the 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 league is changing, right? We've got Jujar. Jujar will yes. play the tough. The league is changing, but the Oilers management isn't. Yeah, they're old school. All right, all right. Just let me step in here for a moment. This is supposed to be positive. I'm being positive. You are not being positive. You're that guy on Twitter that gets all the likes. No, no. You're the guy who's like, Harvard is a fine school to go to. Mark Zuckerberg went to Harvard. He dropped out, Dakin. And so did Bill Gates. And Chirelli stuck it out. Now he's a boob. He took kids law. That's Harvard law. Give me a break. This guy's clearly not very good with numbers. What was your LSAT, Shirelli? 180. Oh, boy, you are actually smart. I'm not saying he's not smart. I'm just saying he doesn't quite have, uh, doesn't make a lot of good decisions about hockey. What if I told you I went to that same media lunch Bag Milk's referring to, and they told us without a shadow of a doubt he's been dead for 16 months? (laughs) Shirelli told you that. Which is a callback to our weekend at Bernie's theory. Yeah, I know. He's not actually dead. Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm starting to think there's something to this now. <laughs> He's dead. convincing man. me. He's dead. Try to find Luchy's a walk around. fantastic this season. Yeah. Uh, Talbot just, also bounces back. What's fantastic. What's fantastic. What is, what is minimum for Lucic? 50 points. 50 points is a 50 good 50 points in at yeah. least 100 penalty minutes, for God's sake. Oh, wow. I've got him at 22 goals. That's fair. That's a, yeah. I will do cartwheels. Absolutely. And I will sit there and be like, well, yeah, okay, that's good. What else is going to happen? <laughs> what else is going to happen to move things along? Pooley Arvey gets 25. What do you think about that? Oh, I am loving this kid in the preseason. 
this guy is six foot four out there flying around, big shots, banging him off the crossbar, running through people. Expressive face, exquisite bone structure. Just licking his nostrils. And you know what? He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Look yeah, at his like, own brain. Yeah, yeah he uh, licks his eyelids too, for sure. Uh, but like, you know what? He looks like a moose growing up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's all lanky and stuff, but he's starting to fill out yeah. a little bit and you see that moose getting a little bit bigger. Now, if you want to hit it with your car, that's a real problem. Yeah. I said on Twitter, gibberish about a pizza party and someone came at me and they're like, hey, didn't you know you guys aren't saying pizza party anymore? <laughs> We're here now. I'm like, what? We aren't? Are we not saying pizza party anymore? Yeah, because we discovered that he doesn't like it. <laughs> yeah. So we're pivoting. What the to hell the, do we care? That's it's, the, it's McJesus 2.0. Well, well, now yeah. hold on. That was religious. This is just pizza. That was a mistake. He didn't understand it. So say it's the legends. He is confused by it. But the Joker thing seemed to be okay. So we're going to oh, run with man. that. Joker That's how plays. memes work. Joker plays though. Yeah. Do you think that I heard some story about Michael Jordan was somewhere and people recognized him as being the crying emoji guy? That's oh, how 2018 man. works. That's oh, why man. Lil Pump and Kanye were dancing around in big bottles. Terrible song. It's because a moment in time can become a meme forever. And Pooley Harvey walking by, chowing down on a piece of za, it's deserves iconic. to live forever. Oh, it's great. And, and, and trust me, we'll never let it go away. Okay. It's so, just, we're just I'm doing it wrong. Shifting. So no more. No we're, more. We're just trying to support his wants. Yeah. He doesn't want to be the pizza guy. Because well, you don't eat pizza all funny. He is young. He's a dessert. He's deserving of our support. Yes. The kid is now starting to show signs. Of, he's always had the tools. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now we're starting to show the confidence. How can we not support a guy that's willing to jump into a fan's truck to get a rip home? Exactly. This town, I don't get it. You get those guys like him. They're just like fan favorites. Guy, oh. He'll sit there and. But he's not like offended by the pizza party thing. No, but no, he, he just didn't be, understand. He should it. be he's... celebrated, and embraced more, man. Just getting—he is the... being embraced. That's what pizza party stuff is. That's the community embracing you. But if he says he doesn't like that, you got to be like, okay, cool. We'll call. What would you like, buddy? <laughs> yeah. Did and, Taylor, and we did... shifted gears quickly. The minute we found out about yep. it, we switched gears. Most of us. <laughs> yeah, because we're at the uh, what would the you like, buddy stage of the Pulley RV thing. Exactly. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. He's he's earned it. You know who I never don't... got a nickname with any traction at all? Travis Dakin in his time as an Oiler. Didn't even hear a contender for a nickname. For Sean him. Van Allen. Oh, that's cold-blooded. <laughs> Thank you. Your best friend, Tyler Hill. <laughs> that's the only nickname I ever heard for him. Coom invented that like four months ago. He never even got a nickname. I don't know who this guy is. We called him Tay-Tay a lot, but that was like... Oh, yeah, you're right. A lot of Tay-Tay. Yeah. yeah but that's... We didn't make a shirt. No. Yeah. No, never a shirt. No. Never. He had no Nuge from Air shirt. Here's another reason why I think the Oilers are going to get better. I think you're going to have some new cats step forward and score some goals. One is a little, I don't even know what to call him, a little sprite who's come to us from the magic fairyland named Yamamoto, who is a little tiny fellow whirling and twirling and scoring. It's amazing. He's like going through players' legs and scoring and going, ooh, yeah. But you know what I like about him? He's got a killer instinct to him. And he's a little bit greasy. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Totally greasy. Oh, yeah. He's got a fire. He competes. I think that he's one of those guys, too, that he's got a chip on his shoulder, like, oh, you're not going to do anything. You're too small. His and whole life. him off. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. like it. That's oh, one I like that, it a lot. That's one of the reasons, like, going back to Nuge, that's one of the reasons why I always love him, too. If When you just don't watch the puck and just watch what Nuge is doing to players, like, in front of the net or something, just behind the scenes, he is dirty. Yeah. And it's awesome. But people don't notice it. But yeah. he's just really sneaky, yeah, dirty. He's like, so, he's so everything about the Nuge is stealth. He stealth cross-checking guys in the spine. It's, yeah really beautiful and and he does not stand down from confrontation like he's in the mix he's got the fire as well zero fear yeah he'll chuck him oh Oh, yeah he has chucked him Mm -hmm. i think he's gonna be a good oiler he's got a lot of fire oiler yeah i think he's gonna be great well that's what it always annoyed me about the people that were like you can't have dry sidle mcdavid nuge as the three centers well they solved it 
problem solved. Now, now he's with Connor. They're going to make sex on ice as Jay so beautifully put before. Yes. But if anything should so happen to, you know, anybody injuries happen. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. slide them back to the middle. That's the thing. Beautiful. Imagine if it's a fail safe. Put that chi out there. But if something happens to McDavid or dry saddle, there's news. Number two center or number one. He can be a number one center. He's what do you right need? There. He's there. Yeah, exactly. Does it all. Do you see Talbot bouncing back? Yes. Talbot's kids are sleeping through the night now. <laughs> Which, according to Jay, doesn't matter. Well, <laughs> if the like I said, I I I drink a sip of the kid theory Kool Aid, so he's looking better. So obviously something's changed. He's mm-hmm. in a better mindset. Maybe now he can think for himself. He's not in this like perma deprived like fatigue haze. I like how Chirali brought in uh, Koskinen and Montoya to challenge yeah who you Talbot. think is Chirelli. <laughs> yeah they brought him in to challenge Talbot. so maybe he's answering the bell he's like "Ooh, these guys are trying to get rid of my job so Koskinen has an interesting goaltending style it's Question giant mark? it's what it is he's like look I'm in the way that's my style I swear I, I watch him like catch pucks with, by putting his blocker hand and his glove hand together like <laughs> well I was reading on uh, so Twitter they do the, it in the K <laughs> I was reading on Twitter the other day and like somebody who knows more about goaltending than I do but he's saying basically Koskinen's style is 100% positioning he's got no reaction time he just gets in the way and so when pucks go over his shoulder stuff he doesn't move his arms it's perfect he's also 11 feet tall he's yeah. so big right he just he's all about trying to get in the right position and which is good when you're 7 feet tall but remember the monster Oh my God! He would be like back to the play getting <laughs> that guy on. did like a three sixty spinorama. He needed sandpaper or something on his pads because oh, he was just way geez, out to lunch no matter what. He, he looked like forever. he'd been like wh- like putting his nose on a baseball bat and whirling around before mm-hmm. the play started. He was all dizzy. Dakin, I'm the monster. Score! Can we can we say that Talbot is right? Well, obviously he's in the front row, but he has a chance to win save of the year, and it's only been preseason. That yeah, against Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll ignore the fact that the defensive zone coverage was really gross Oof. because Talbot bailed him out. And that's what you need. But that's the thing. Sometimes you need it. We so, we're bending and not breaking. Like something's always there to back up the other. Sometimes so you need of, it. I, I'm not just relying only on the kid thing theory for Talbot. Um, You're blaming his wife too. Then <laughs> she's, she's a, a saint. She's Kelly a lovely is a saint. lady. Kelly is a saint. Um, <laughs> But the Oilers' defensive coverage, like you said, last year it was just atrocious. And oh, yeah. a goalie can only be so good. Of course. And I think, you know, the team's going to be a lot better this year. The defensive team players are going to be a lot better. So Talbot's going to look better by... But everything's kind of connected in some way, right. shape, or form, right? So, like, yeah, like Talbot led the first shot in 14 games in a row or something of that fashion, uh, you know, weighs on the guys. The defense, like I said, I like like having Clef and your one and two defensemen taking a step back. Now exposing the fact your goalie's having a rough year. Oh, his sh- cleft bomb shoulder had uh, seventy four pieces in it. They yeah. clean that up. He'll be back. Those yeah. two guys with those abs that the Swedes have on our. We lost one of our all abs team though today. We did. R I P A Berg. Oh, he's not dead. Berg had abs too. I just he's dead. Yeah, dead. Yeah, Pontus yeah, is shredded. No, I, was, Is he? I, I was really drinking the Pontus Kool Aid. Because I was, I follow him on Instagram, and he was kickboxing every day mm-hmm. and taking care of his beautiful daughter. Well, a certain oh. Aberg that we all know well has been pumping his tires for the last four months. Yeah, as well. he's he's heartbroken today. Yes, he bought a Ducks jersey, I think. Mm. All right, how are they going to play? What's the outlook? What's the prognostication forecast? Bag milk. What p- place in the Western Conference will our beloved Oilers come in? They're going to be going. They're going to be in the mix for the division, but I think that they're going to land in a wild card spot. It's 
the Pacific. Pacific got good. Yeah, Carlson insane. coming here. Now, here's no, the thing. Did it, though? Yeah, and, and that's what I want to bring up. Is is San Jose going to be that great, or are they just really good on the back end and their forwards are okay? San Jose is going to have two of the best defensemen in the world on the ice at all times. Yeah. Like 30 minutes a game right side, they're going to have those two guys out there. So they're going to be good right off the bat. But like the Ducks have lost Perry, they're going to take a step back a bit. Well, and Getzlaff's getting old and slower. Yeah. Where do you see you the all coming in, Dave? Uh, I'm kind of thinking it's going to be touch and go for a wild card spot too. I mean, if everything goes right, just like it was two years ago, when if they everybody stays healthy, the team is good. I'm very optimistic about it. I think yeah. they're not as bad as they were last year. I think that they have, I mean, they've got all world talent. I mean, when you really think about it, having uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl and Nuge and Nurse and all these other guys coming in, I think Yamamoto and Pogliarvi are going to be good. I think the team Ty is... Ty Ratty. Mm-hmm. I keep forgetting about Ratty. Vezina candidate. Yeah. I, I mean, Jack Adams candidate. I think that Bill the Oilers are getting a, a, a knock because of, and I talk about it too because I've been... I don't have a lot of reason to be positive after the last 12 years, but I really oh, look at this team. I want to come across our table and I'm beat you to death to be, with your Oilers memorabilia. I'm trying to, sh- I'm wearing an Oilers shirt right too. An Oilers hat, an Oilers shirt, that Oilers underwear. creative license to complain. I'm not complaining. I think that they're going to be good, better this year. Good. Okay. Like positive. Okay. Okay. So going into last season. Hockey News says they're going to win the cup. I still all, have that Hockey News. All the all the the media and the the experts are going saying Oilers are the best shot at winning. This and is the greatest time of my life, Dakin. They're all saying life. this. That two all weeks the span. experts. Unbelievable. Then we get two months into the season. These same experts are like, well, of course the Oilers suck. They're slow. They're this. They're yeah. that. They're all, all, this, all these fucking reasons. Now, all of a sudden, they have reasons of why we suck. Even though they're the same guys two months earlier that said they were awesome. So now we still have them saying that, that we suck, that we're going to be 17th in the division or, or sorry, in, in, in the league and be out of a playoff spot. But I think our lineup is not as bad as these asshats think it is. I think we're going to get two months into the season and they're going to be like, well, of course the Oilers are they're good. fast. They got Connor <laughs> McDavid. Did you know that? Oh, and Nuge. Oh, and Dreisaitl. Ty oh. Ratty. Ty Ratty. It's gonna Adam come. Larson's a fantastic defenseman. Talbot's the best goalie in the league. Like all the pieces are there, so I think the Oilers are going to be one of two things: they're either going to win the division or they're going to be a wild card. It's either, it, but either way, they're making the playoffs. <laughs> I was also like on an intangibles kind of line of thinking. I was talking to Gregor last week. And he was telling me how quickly, like the defensemen, as an example, are taking to Trent Yanni, that he's just a really positive guy, builds people up. Whereas last year, there was a guy like Jim Johnson where rumor has it he was kind of an asshole. They, uh, Oilers' Instagram account shouted out Trent Yanni in his birthday, and I liked it because I'm behind Trent Yanni. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said to myself, that's a like. Like. How's our, uh, our uh, Hunter contest going? Like. I said the other day, you're an icon. And I had oh, 17 shit. likes. I haven't commented on anything since. And uh, nothing from Hunter. Mm. But, I'll, you know, we're, we're not talking about anything other than the preseason review because the, the man is here this week. I took my nephew to a game. We're going to talk about this next week. Arguably the cutest Oilers fan of all time, by the way. Oh, well, thank you very much. This I had nothing to do with him. is a little McDavid jersey on, the hair flowing. Oh, He's got the flow. So great great flow. This was our first time ever doing anything as an adult and a kid where I'm the adult, right? So normally I'm the kid in these situations. Adults are taking me places. And I took him to the game. 
two seconds into the game, I understood something completely differently. This is looking at the world through the eyes of a kid. He's like, where's Connor? And I'm like, there he is. Mm-hmm. Where's the cat? Like immediately wanted to know where Hunter was. And suddenly I'm like, oh, Hunter exists not for me, a grown man with some sort of Peter Pan complex. It exists for the children who are very excited. That kid cared about where the cat was more than where Connor McDavid yeah. was, but he also cared where Connor McDavid was. I ran into you guys randomly walking across the concourse and I said, uh, I'm allowed to say his name, right? I think so. Yeah. I said, hi to little Indy. I said, how are you liking the game? He's like, I'm like, do you see Connor? He's like, yeah. He's like, no, I'm looking for the cat. Where's the cat? Yeah, that's all he cared about. So he was determined. Yeah, my daughter, when we, I took her to her first game last year, and the same thing, her first priority was, where's Connor? She was staring at Connor. She's following him on the ice, and every time that cat showed up in one of the little stairwells doing his little thing and dance, she just kept staring at him, and kids love it. It's weird how the children know when there's a Connor. It's weird how Indy knows that Connor McDavid's who we all cheer for. Like, it there's like a level of stardom where yeah. like little kids in Pittsburgh are like, Oh, Sydney Crownsby. Like they know, right? they just they, know. Yeah. They know. Has Indy seen gritty yet? No, no. We're going to have to build up to that. Mm. He, uh, he probably would freak out. Gritty is the most well yeah. executed launch of a mascot I have ever seen. All because they took his eyes and made them 25% more buggy outy and googly and, and googly. Yeah. I He's the, on uh, Fallon for crying out loud. Oh, yeah. I the love creator Gritty. of Gritty was on Reed Wilkins' show last week, and he said that the googly eye thing was a complete accident. They had planned to have bigger kind of eyes, and then everybody's like, oh, you should leave the googly, like, wobbly eyes in there. It's like, all right. Did you see him dancing with the Philadelphia fanatic? Yeah, with the yeah, fanatic. Yeah. Amazing. The best. Philly's got great mascots. They do. I yeah, have great Philly mascots. Philly is, is, is leading the charge. Hunter's the eyes game. can stare through my soul and out the other side, but I will say, judging them through a three-year-old's life, he's a good mascot. I think Hunter is fantastic. Yeah. When they first brought Hunter out, there was a few of those pictures. They did the thing where they went to the classroom and stuff and with the kids, and people were making those memes about how scary-looking he was, and now seeing what's happening with this uh, gritty, I think the Oilers missed an opportunity to really – Take advantage of some of that Extra stuff. Scare. Because yeah. it, 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 like I read an article in the Athletic there the other day. They're talking about how like Ooh. it was. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I, how dare you? Yeah, I read about it, and he was talking about the same thing about how like it's kind of this fine line between being absolutely funny and crazy, but at the same time, just a little scary. This is why Puliyarvi has to in, in embrace being a pizza party, even though we've moved past it. Those are the moments that get memed that make you live on. Gritty gets that. Yeah. Gritty is out there googly-eyed, dancing against the fanatic well, and shit, pull, understanding. Pulley over doesn't have to worry about it because he has us. We will make sure that the people see the good shit. But those moments of people eating pizza in 2018 can catch fire. Oh, yeah. It's amazing what catches fire. Like how something can just easily be turned into a meme, whether it be a guy in the background at a Trump rally yeah. and he's trending on Twitter. Yeah. To some googly-eyed mascot in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. All right, boys. Well, I'll tell you what. I want to ask one question to the team, of the panel, if you will, do you? before we do this. Do we're you? talking about Oilers in the season. Do you? What are our thoughts? Because we haven't even mentioned his name this whole time. What do we think of Evan Bouchard? I will tell you that this kid passes like fucking laser beams. It is noticeable how good he can pass. His passing game is elite. Oh, man, we're just, we're falling for it. No, no, no. Oh, Hang on. Let me pump the brakes here, Travis. Travis you start- Dakin, you were wearing an orange shirt with the inaugural season logo on the side. If you can't get behind Evan Bouchard and say he's a Norris Trophy candidate this year, I don't know who you are anymore. This is my thought on, on Bouchard. His passing is elite. However, however, 
His defensive play needs a lot of work. Now, did he earn nine games? Yes, I think he did based on how he can bomb pucks out of his own his own zone. I don't think he sticks longer than nine, 10 games. See now, I hope he does. So this is the kind of thing that we're stuck with now because these kids, the way they have the agreement with the CHL and these kids can't go to the WH or go to the AHL now until they're 20 is that there's nothing left for Bouchard to do in London. Like he's not going to gain any strength out of that. He needs to be now up taking the next step. But if you take him up and bring him into the next step right now, which they've done so many times in the past, like they did with Schultz is that if you rush him, put him in too much, too many uh, pressure cook situations, it's going to stunt his growth. Yeah putting him back in the WHL or in the OHL right now is going to stunt his growth. So we're stuck right now. So what do you do? The trick now is I hope he sticks. Can Edmonton properly develop him now? And that means playing him sporadically, giving him a little bit of power play time, putting him out there in the third, giving him a good defensive partner, pulling back the reins a bit when he's showing some weaknesses, maybe sit him in a press box once in a while to show him, uh, get a good view of the game. I, he think, I think he's great. He needs to stay up just mm-hmm. to take that next step now. We just have to not get too caught up in how good he looks because, like you said, those passes, like that pass he made to Connor the other day, it was just like, oh, my God, this is yeah. what we need. Pinpoint. We're going to score so many goals with passes like that. That's yeah. what he needs. Yeah. There I, could also I, be a little bit of love, though, for him to go back to junior. Like Adam Boquist from Sweden is coming to play for the Knights this year as well. So having the two of them on the same team, oh challenge God. for a Mem Cup. They're going to There could be some value up. there, play for Team yeah. Canada at the World Juniors be some value there i would love to see them slow play him a little bit i just don't think they will mm-hmm. because it's the oilers we love them and see, that's kind of their thing that's, that's what i'm for, that's what i'm worried about because he's got the tools to be that guy that we need he, he looks so good and i just want them to make sure they get this one right they need to if if he stays with the team this year they need to protect him they need to insulate him and and exactly put him in situations that will allow him to develop and and whatever that is, like don't put him twenty minutes a night with defensive zone starts out the you know wazoo. Like you got to protect him, control the ice time that he gets. So I'm with you on that to get the confidence develop. And while he's kind of working on those, if he stays, there's a few realities we need to actually consider with Evan Bouchard. And that's the we've got an expansion draft coming up. We don't know when it is yet. If we play him this year, we create the situation where we might have to protect him. Where if we don't play in this year, we we like ensure the fact that we don't, and that's a that's a victim of circumstance. So we have to be mindful of that. But if the, if the kid is playing good and he's giving us a reason, a chance to win every night, then you got to keep him. Like you got to play the best team. Yeah, my my big concern is I don't want to get some sort of nickname like Jolting or something like that happen yeah. because this kid is going to be part of a cup contender, cup winner if they do it right because he is a stud. Because another reason that I have to send him back is you've already got a comparable kind of rookie defenseman in Ethan Bear that might also merit a look. Yeah, I yeah. agree. And he's got that extra year of development and he's played some time in the A. Like he'll be. I, th- I think finally we can say, you know, this is a good situation to be in. Just don't screw it up. Like play play the right the right hand here. The one thing I want to make sure we don't do is what we did with Yamfry last year and is stretch out if it is nine games over three months. Like, let's just let's just rip the Band-Aid off, send him down if we're going to send him down. Yeah, you got to make the decision. We're going to keep him the whole year. Let him know right off the bat and yeah. say, you know, you are going to get spotted in games here. Don't sit to have it over your head like yeah. it's going to be three months for nine games. No, we're going to keep you here the yeah. whole year, but we're going to develop you. Because it's also Mem Cup and it's also World Juniors. Yeah. 
I could see I could see them keeping him on the roster until World Juniors time. Oh, I don't like doing that. I don't like it either, but I can see That's what they do with side also. Yeah, I know. But we kept him for like twenty some games. We burned yeah, a year. 37, 30, 37 games. Right? Yeah. Like that's and, God. I mean, he turned out all right. Oh yeah, no, love dry. Be patient with Bouchard. Yeah, I mean be patient. Again, it's it's a positive thing to have. Like, you know, finally this this is why I am positive now. I'm thinking about things. Oh, in the like, last twelve seconds? I've been positive the whole time. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> you, See, boys, we broke him. The Oilers have a lot of things going in the right direction, a lot of proper facing arrows now. And I think that they just need to like, they've had the opportunities in the past. They've had tons of arrows. They've had lots of assets. They haven't managed them properly. But despite all that, they're still in a great position now and have more opportunities to continue building going forward. And I think if they do it right, this team can still be great. And stop wasting money on guys like Kajula at 1.5. No offense, like Kajula's fine or whatever, but like, come on. I want to close with this because we got to go. You're not like Dan, who's always got his finger in the air partying. You've got your shit about you, Jared, but we got to wrap this shit up. What is it going to take to get your bare bum on the internet in 2018? Oh, I like this. Yes. Cause I like now this. just for backstory, you got naked in what year and ran down the street uh, for the eight point game. That was 2012, February. Sam Gagne's eight point game. Second? Speaking of which, Sam Gagne is on waivers today. Pick yeah. him up. He'll get picked what up. The- He's going to be captain. Yeah. You'll all see. He'll get picked up. For <laughs> Here's sure. the You'll see, man. He's, He's going to make the team. If Paul We're gonna give it- getting picked up. They make the team. And weekend at Bernie's Chirelli demands the coach give him the C from Connor, and it's going to all go out the way I thought it would. And then Wanya will be like, "I knew it. I told you. It was just I was eight years too soon." What will it take, Dakin, for you to get the buns out like you did when you ran down the street on Twitter and woke up to yourself on CBS.com? Oh man, that was. uh, I have no problem uh, getting naked anytime. Yeah, respect. Amen. Your criminal it. record would agree. <laughs> yeah. Doing it for the Oilers? Uh, man, you know what? I could say, like, without a doubt, if they win the cup, I'll be I'll be uh, doing a pulling a Joe Thornton. 50 goals from Connor? Would that get you? No, that's pretty expected. Damn. That's what about not, 140 points? 140 points as I project. What about Nuge, 90 points? Because oh. we love that kid. Mm-hmm. He deserves Naked it. Naked for the Nuge. Do See, it for now, the Nuge. That's something I believe is going to happen. So when nude you said that, I was like, nude. oh, I could, I could, I could Nude see. for Nuge. Oh, it's something that can happen closer to April because it's a bit warmer. Because when Ghani scored those eight points, it was middle of February and it was very cold. Yeah, I don't think the Nuge will have 90 points by February. If he does, oh, yeah, geez, well, yeah, then, yeah. then you'll be running that's with your bundle for the so, cup. That seems like something I'd be happy to do in April when it's a bit warmer out because I don't want to be misrepresenting. Bag milk, take a note. Oh, I'm writing down Nuge for Nuge. In fact, I'm going to say that's the title of this episode on you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. It's always good to see you, Dakin. Thanks for coming through. Thanks for having me. I'll see you on Twitter with my creepy gifts when you're doing that bullshit negativity thing. Real Life Podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.